Welcome to week one, week one of the Football Neophytes podcast. What a great week. What a great week. Great week. Football is back. The British version, not the American version. And it's, it was great. I was nervous this morning yeah. for the Wolves game. Yeah, yeah, I was really nervous. How I may have been asleep when their game started. <laughs> not going to confirm or deny that. What time did their game start in Arizona? 6 a.m. You set an alarm or you just... I set an alarm. Okay. I was up early. I made sure everything was dialed in. Internet was working and yeah, I was ready to go at 6. Coffee brewed and uh, kit, away kit on. Away shirt. I didn't have the full kit. Just just the shirt. I saw it on Twitter when I woke up. I saw your, your beautiful mug yep. wearing, wearing your away kit for the first time. Yeah, it was nice. I like I- it. I, too, set an alarm for the 8.30 Manchester United <laughs> game today. My kids are my natural alarm. So by the time, actually, Man U game started, uh, I was fully distracted. The, all three kids were up. Emily's birthday was, was on Thursday. She had an uh, overnighter with some friends. And uh, so I was single dad in it trying to pay as much attention as I could to the matches this morning. Well, and you watched the one that mattered to you. Yeah, I did. I got up early. So we're going to jump right in uh, to a little recap of the 10 matches from week one. All right, we're going to start with the best game of the week. Uh, <laughs> it was my beloved Manchester United spanking Chelsea today, 4-0, if you saw the game. Uh, some of my quick thoughts on the game were I really liked Juan Basaka going into this game. And I came out of it loving Juan Bissaka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was already a finalist for Name of the Year for me last year. Um, and now that he's on, on Man U, he is, he's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. Such a good, when he goes back on defense, he, he locked down a couple of those Chelsea guys outside on the wing a bunch of times. And then when he needed to press forward, he, he pressed forward. And he's so fast. He's slick. Uh, it was really impressive. I also... I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but Marcus Rashford is so good. So good, man. So it was uh, it was good to see him get two right off the top. Um, two goals. Since we are the football neophytes, two goals I learned last year, last season, is called a brace. Yes. So uh, for those out there, if you hear that terminology, if you're new to the sport, two goals is called a brace. Yes. And uh, so that was great to see. It was, it, you know, the game started. Chelsea kind of dominated early. Um, they really controlled the ball for the first 15 minutes. They pressured Man U back into their own zone a lot. Um, Abraham had just a sick strike. It just squared up on the post and shot out. Um, you know, in all reality, Chelsea should have been up 1-0 really early on that Abraham goal, but luckily it hit the – I mean, skillfully it hit the post <laughs> and didn't go in. Um, and then once Man U kind of weathered that storm – turned it around, pressed up field. I think it may have even been the first time they got into Chelsea's box when Rashford got, got fouled, took the PK, put it in, and then, man, you really never looked back after that. Yeah, actually, my boys, I think, were playing video games for the first like half hour of that match. So by the time I turned it on, it was already 1-0. And then, uh, you know, Pulisic came on. We were all really excited about that. And then the wheels fell off for Chelsea's defense. So um, yeah. just a severe thrashing at that point. It was So two, two quick things. One was the stat of the week for me was uh, 
Manchester United is is now never lost when leading at halftime at Old Trafford. So in 27 year history, Old Trafford. Sorry, Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> I like tattoos, so it's Old Trafford. <laughs> Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Um, they've never lost in the 27 year history of that stadium when they're leading at halftime. That's an absolutely insane stat. That's a crazy stat. Um, and then the other thing for me was it just. Chelsea, they talked a lot on the broadcast about how Chelsea really wants to have a pressing style. And so that, you know, how they really press super hard to start the game and really try to press throughout. It looked like their guys were just exhausted by the end. Um, and when the wheels fell off, I mean, they really they fell really off. They really fell off, yeah. Um, I think, you know, uh, the other star kind of of the game, mostly because he's his first Premier League match, Daniel James scoring, and really like such confidence in the box that little stutter step um and then and then the strike um to score the goal so uh great great start for him the rest of the matches of the week man city with just a whooping at west ham united five nil uh sterling with the hat trick um they just picked up right where they left off uh liverpool four one against Norwich City. Uh, the news there is Allison with the calf injury. He's looking like he's going to be out four to eight weeks. That's going to be tough uh, for them going forward. They're going to need every point they can get to as they chase Man City, presumably, throughout throughout the season. So that's a tough knock for them. Uh, Spurs, Aston Villa. Spurs win 3-1. Aston Villa took an early lead. Um, Spurs came back. Um, Kristen Erickson is a game changer for them. I know there's rumors that he might leave, but when he came on, um, everything changed. Harry Kane looked great. Um, obviously a couple goals, uh, in the game. He probably should have had five goals to be honest <laughs> with you. He, he had three great opportunities in the first half that he missed on. Um, he pulled the wolves. He pulled the wolves. <laughs> Um, he probably could have had five goals. Let's realistically say he should have had at least the hat trick because um, he had some golden opportunities in that first. He just didn't convert on, but he was magical, and I wish he were on Manchester United. <laughs> he is He is magical. His I think his second goal, it's just so effortless, the strike. Um, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal won. Uh, Newcastle, zero. Um, Closer match than I thought. Closer match than I thought, but I think what's impressive there is Arsenal with a clean sheet. We both picked Newcastle towards the bottom. We yeah. don't think they're going to be good. Um, but still, you know, the knock on Arsenal was their defense. It looked it looked good today. Um, we also thought they would score more goals. So obviously time will tell um, going forward. Uh, Crystal Palace, nil. Everton, nil. Um, the big news there is we had a red card. Red card. First red card of the season. Um, It was kind of a red card. Yeah, I mean, it's a double yellow, two yellows that turned into a red. Schneiderling, um, first first yellow card is just can't control his emotions, gets called for a foul, slams his hand on the the pitch a couple times, gets a yellow card for misconduct. The second one's a pretty hard foul, deserving of a yellow, and, and he was sent off. Crystal Palace can't do anything with the advantage. So nil-nil, Crystal Palace-Elverton. 
Next game, Bournemouth won, Sheffield United won. Not much to report there other than Sheffield United, Got the newly point. promoted team, is the only newly promoted team with a point so far. Um, the next two matches, to me, as surprising as the Man U win 4 0. That certainly, that's why we led with that. Most surprising, I would say. But uh, Brighton 3 away at Watford, who scored zero. Um, I had Brighton picked towards the bottom. I think I picked them to get relegated. Um, Watford finished top of the table or close to top of the table last year. Um, really had a chance even at seven for a long time, seventh place for a long time. Um, they just got spanked today. And then Burnley 3, uh, Southampton nil. That's a home game for Burnley, but I also had Burnley picked towards the bottom. I thought Southampton was going to have a better season this year. Um, that was a big surprise, 3-0 there. And then rounding it up with my Wolves, nil, Leicester City, nil. Um, not a bad draw, though. You can't be that upset with the draw? I'm not. I picked it. I, I thought it would be a 1-1. Uh, I thought thought Raul would get a score. But, um, yeah, I mean, really, you know, VAR becomes the, the big controversy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, with Dendonker's goal being called off because of the handball, um, which it seems to be like there's some inconsistency here. The commentators, while I was watching, were saying that the rule is really cut and dry, really uh, straightforward. If the ball touches a hand in the box, the goal shall be disallowed. But I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter, even like the official description um, seeming to say otherwise that if it was incidental, it's the goal can be allowed. And then you, yeah, I was watching the uh, the Spurs game, and I guess my question would be: Is do you know if that rule only applies to when it hits your own teammate's hand, or I don't, if it I don't hits know. the opposing teammate? I don't know. And I think that's the problem: is it seems to be there's some confusion still. Yeah, because in the in the Spurs game, uh, Austin uh, Aston Villa was up one zero. Desperately trying to hold on. Spurs had some chances. They, they, I can't remember who it was. They took a shot. Um, the Villa defender jumped and kind of turned, and as he turned, the ball hit his hand. Um, they reviewed it, and even when they were reviewing it, the commentators were saying, you know, if your hand's below your shoulders, you're usually going to be okay. His hand was definitely above his shoulders as <laughs> he was turning. Um, it didn't result in a goal on that play, but they could have given them a PK because it was in the box. Yeah. And the rat, the the VAR did their thing and said, nope, keep playing. Yeah. So it seems like obviously VAR being instituted this year, there's going to be a lot of uh, controversy around it. Unfortunately, Wolves are on the bad end of that. But I agree. With a Thursday night away match in Armenia for Europa, they didn't get home till the wee hours of the morning on Friday still, and then had to travel to Leicester um, I'm sure they were tired, so uh, I'm happy with getting a point there. Willie Bolly on defense looked great, um, but there were some heavy touches in the game. Uh, Leicester City controlled the, the time of possession, um, and there were just some weird shots or non-shots. Like, I didn't know what was happening. Jada couldn't hit the goal. I mean, he couldn't even get close. Jimenez hesitated a couple times. It was just really bizarre. Guys who traditionally have been great, great strikers, um, 
it was just a, it was a weird game. But I was talking to my buddy Nick today, and he said week one always seems to be weird, and we obviously saw a lot of weirdness this week, and things will shape out uh, moving forward. But I think that we should definitely give an overreaction to week one. Yeah, overreactions. Uh, Chris, what's your overreaction? Uh, Manchester United is going undefeated. Okay, my overreaction is Wolves will score zero goals this year. Okay. And I'll have a heart attack every morning watching <laughs> these matches. I was very surprised at how intense. I guess I just forgot. It's been so long. I mean, obviously, U.S. played Mexico in the Gold Cup final. Um but I don't feel I felt that much anxiety watching uh, a football match since uh, the 2014 World Cup, the last time U.S. was in it. So um, a lot of anxiety watching my team for the first time, officially my team. So who's in the relegation zone? Who's in danger of relegation after week one? Week one, if it ended today, the relegated teams would be (laughs) Watford, Chelsea, and West Ham. Do we think any of them will actually end up there? No. No. I no. don't. It would be <laughs> it would be crazy if Chelsea ended up there. Now, they still have a lot of talent, but it would be amazing to see with their transfer window ban, really kind of limiting what they can do with the roster, if they just struggled all year and got relegated. I mean, it, it, I guess in the EPL's mind, maybe that's the greatest thing that could happen to the EPL, to be like, stop freaking cheating. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Chelsea's such an iconic franchise. You want them at the top. But, I mean, for the rest of the league and the rest of us, I think we would love it to see to see the Plastics relegated. Yeah. But if that happened, if that happened, our American watch would get even worse. Even, even worse. Before we jump to it, though, yeah. of the three on the bottom, if you had to pick one, that is going to get relegated, who would you pick? I would say, I would say West Ham, but that's, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say. I think West Ham and Watford will pull it out and Chelsea. Obviously. I mean, I think Chelsea goes without saying, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think any of those teams are obviously going to get relegated. If I had to pick one, I would pick Watford. And uh, it, it's scary because they were almost my choice last year as my team. <laughs> I thought about that, actually. But uh, they, ever since I turned my back on them after thinking that that was my, my franchise, they've been in a downward spiral. It's true. Actually, the last two matches that they've played that, that mattered, they've lost 9-0, right? Yeah, like handily. Six, they lost 6 nothing. Was it 6 nothing in the FA Cup finals? And then 3 nothing today. So, or... Uh, yeah, three nothing. Yeah, and that's yesterday. why I would I would I wouldn't be surprised because they've just been in a tailspin for the last months. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to our American watch. So, yep. Christian Pulisic <laughs> eventually got in the game. Pulisic got into the game. Um, DeAndre Yedlin was a scratch, so Yedlin didn't even play. He has an injury. I don't know what that means for him. So then our only hope, which is always our only hope, is Christian Pulisic. And then I see it pop up on my – when I was watching the game, Pulisic is starting on the bench, and I think, wow, could we have zero Americans on the pitch today? I figured he would get brought in at some point yeah. in the match. Um, I woke up to getting getting a Facebook response on a thread Nate and I were both involved in in which – 
I had said my prediction for the match was Manchester United 19, Chelsea 17, <laughs> with Christian Pulisic obviously scoring all 17 goals, um, to someone going, hey, Pulisic isn't even starting. And it ruined my morning until the game started and Manchester United flogged them. That's right. Um, but it was sad. And there was a lot of commentary after the game and even kind of during the game. Uh, they don't think it's going to be the norm. They do think he will eventually start. They kind of felt like maybe it was Chelsea's manager saying, hey, you know, play within the system or, you know, just know your time's coming, but you got to earn it, yep. you know, with your play, which I get all of that stuff. And even um, there was a shot after the game where Pogba was hugging Pulisic and talking to him, and they were kind of inferring that, you know, Pogba was telling him, hey, don't worry about this. Like, you're a great player. Your time is going to come. Just stick with it. Don't get discouraged by this. Yeah. And he played He played decent. I mean, there was obviously nothing striking about it. I joked on Twitter that if this were hockey, he would be minus three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when he came on, the wheels really fell off. But I, I don't think uh, obviously None of it wasn't was his, his fault. Yeah. I think he was 13 of 13 passing. He won half of his um, – half the balls that that uh, were up for grabs. I think he uh, he had one chance created. So, I mean, that was in stoppage time. But he he played he played decent, and I still think there's there's more to come. He'll he'll be great. With that being said, let's let's key in on a couple names. What are some uh, of our our early like names that stood out to us that have a chance to win name of the year? Yeah, if you if you followed us at all, you know that we aren't the norm <laughs> when it comes to things that we care about and are really looking for. Um, we like those kind of weird one-off things and names is one of those things that we love. Yeah. And let me tell you about my favorite name right now. Uh, he plays for Norwich City. It's my man Timu Pookie. Timu Pookie. And Pookie is spelled P-U-K-K-I, but it's pronounced like, oh, hey, Pookie, I love you. <laughs> um, and as soon as I heard it, I texted Nate and I was like, this is the leader in the clubhouse for name of the year right away. First game of the season. Boom. I literally just wrote, written it down in my notepad. I was like, I knew. I knew it was coming. I knew Chris wanted it. So Timu Puki, he's actually great. Like he's I good. think he led the – I'm not positive, but I think he led the, the championship last, last year in goals. He scored. Um, he was the one who scored, right? He scored yeah. in the Liverpool game. So he's great. Um, so I'm sure we'll see his name a lot more on the score sheet at least. My name was McGoldrick. I love it. Another newly promoted team, Sheffield United, McGoldrick. And he not only, I love the name, but not only does he have just a brilliant last name, he also has a nice beard. Mm-hmm. And beards leads us to another thing that we care about on the pod, and that is hair and beards. Yes. Um, we, we picked hair of the year last year. Um, I kind of expanded a little bit to beards. Chris, you mentioned something while we were talking ahead of time. <laughs> I, I was watching the games this weekend, and uh, I was catching up on the highlights from the Wolves game, and they showed the Wolves manager reacting to the VAR ruling and not being too thrilled about it, and he has a glorious beard. And as soon as I saw him, I went, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's why Nate chose them. That makes a lot of sense because I'd never seen him before. Yeah. And that it, it's not why I chose them, but it was a nice factor included. And actually I showed him just before we were here that, uh, I have this notebook that I've kept all my notes in since the beginning of last season. And the first thing I wrote when I was featured featuring wolves, 
uh, was manager exclamation point. Cause right when I saw that glorious beard, Nuno's beard, I, I fell in love. It's a keeper. There's no question. It's a keeper, but, uh, outside of managers, um, our favorite hair, hair, um, our winner last year was Chowdhury. Yeah. Uh, he's still got that glorious flowing Afro. Watching less. Yeah. Watching Leicester city today. I was reminded like, Oh, that's, that's beautiful hair. That's we've, why we've got some people coming in strong now. Uh, Nate, who who did you find today? I found I found a couple guys that really stood out. The first one was uh, Douglas Louise for Aston Villa. He has just first off the bleach blonde uh, hair is always going to stand out on the pitch, of course, but he has this bleach blonde hair that's in these really tight, beautiful cornrows. Yeah. So watching that match, I thought, oh. David or Douglas Louise, he stands out to me. Kind of looks like a beautiful sunset. Ooh, that's a that's a great description. And then, <laughs> and then I was watching uh, Newcastle. Titus, my son's an Arsenal fan, and he was like begging me to switch from the Wolves game. He's like, Dad, you promised you'd switch to the the Arsenal game for a little bit. And Arsenal was already up one nil, and uh, Wolves are nil nil. And I'm like, Buddy, I don't. He's like, You promise, you promise. So I'm like, Fine. I'll switch it for five minutes. You have five minutes to watch. And the first guy that I, that I see is Jolinton, and that's what it says on his kit. But his full name, and it's actually up for name of the year in my opinion. 100%. Jolinton Apolinario de Lira. And I see his, again, his beautiful bleached hair running around the pitch. And I was like, oh, I got to write this guy name. And then streaking into my screen, my early front runner, and I will be shocked if this guy doesn't win hair of year for me, is Alan St. Maximin. Alan St. Maximin. Dreads. Bleach dreads. Fully bleached dreads. Not fully like... ble- yeah, not just the tips. Fully bleached dreads in a mohawk. <laughs> I just don't, no one is going to be able to, what more could you want? What more can you do actually? (laughs) Like you can't actually do much more than bleached dreads in a Mohawk style. So Alan St. Max, uh, Maxman cut straight, uh, streaks into my life and I am very, very happy for it. All right. So we are going to look at the week ahead now. And what we decided is we're going to give picks and the way we're going to do it is we are going to give you our lock of the week, meaning the team that we're guaranteeing is going to win a match. And we're going to give you an upset of the week based on the current odds coming out of either Vegas or if we find it on Bleacher Report or if we were allowed to go to Man we Bet actually, X. Yeah, we looked. I tried to get onto Man Bet X's website to support uh, our kit sponsor, the, the Wolves kit sponsor. But of course, I'm blocked in the U.S., so we Trump, weren't able to go there. The Trump got us. Trump got us again. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to give our, our lock of the week, our upset of the week. Um, if we get our upset of the week right, we get three points. If we get our lock of the week right, we get one. But if um, if our lock of the week loses, then we lose a point. And if our upset of the week draws, then we get a point. Yes. So we're going to keep a tally throughout the season Uh, Feel free to join in on us. Hit us up on Twitter uh, or Instagram, or if you find us on Facebook, you can hit us up with your locks and your upsets and keep track along with us of how you're doing. But what we are doing is we're limiting ourselves. We can only Mm. pick 
We have to pick every team in the Premier League at least once for our lock of the week yes. before we can use them again. Right. So we'll have to pick 20 different locks until we can use a team again. So we got some strategy coming in because, you know, when do you want to use those, those Man City picks? Ones? Yeah, yeah, when do you want to use Man City? When do you want to use Sheffield? Yeah. Um, so let's jump into it. I'm going to give you my lock of the week this week. I'm playing it safe, I think. Uh, Liverpool over Southampton is my lock of the week. I think that's a good one. Liverpool is away. Liverpool is without Allison, So uh, it's a bit risky, but obviously it's Liverpool, and they're great. For my lock of the week, I'm going to the opposite end, and I'm taking Norwich City over Newcastle United. It's a great pick. If you're a fan of the pod, you know that I am not high on Newcastle United. I think they're going to get relegated this year. Norwich City is home, um, and if I've got to pick Norwich City at least once in the next 20 matches, this feels like a good one to do it. Yeah, I think it's a great strategic pick. It actually probably would have been my pick, but we agreed. We're going to alternate every week in who gets to pick which game first, and so Nate took them. I had to go somewhere else, and I just went safe with Liverpool. There we go. All right, upset of the week. Again, this is based on the odds for the matches that are currently out there. Um, I am taking Leicester City over Chelsea. Um, based on, I don't know if Chelsea's any good because uh, of what we saw today. They could be, they could, might not be. Um, and I love Leicester City. I think they're great. I'm going with Wolves. Wolves are home against Man U. Uh, they are the underdogs, and it felt like a really good pick this week. The other thing we want to do is look ahead to the week ahead and give you a couple games of the week that you want to pay attention to. If you're new to the sport, um, we want to tell you some games to watch. So um, we've actually got four matches that we think are important and that are intriguing for the week. Yeah, I think the game of the week, should I start there? Yeah. All right, my personal game of the week, Nate's totally allowed to disagree with me, but uh, Man City plays Tottenham, and I think that that is just a fantastic matchup. It's, a, it's, it's going to be good to see Man City play a legit contender, Obviously, they won last year. They're just as dominant this year, but I think it's good to see them against legit competition. And Spurs are really improved, and so I think um, Spurs finished third last year, if I remember correctly, and so they're they're a contender. It's going to be a great match, so we're excited for that one. Yep. Um, The other match of the week, and for the first time in history— It's great that we get to do it so early, too. I know it is great we get to do it so early. The first time in history, the football neophytes derby. Yes. Wolves host Man U at Molino. We're very excited. We are actually going to a pub in town that's owned by a Wolverhampton fan. I am told that there are 10 Wolverhampton supporters. I don't know if that includes me, so I might be number 11. I don't know if it includes Drexler. My, my middle child, uh, who chose Wolves at the end of the last year. But uh, there are at least 10, maybe up to 12 Wolverhampton fans in town. It's a Monday game at noon yeah. here in Phoenix. My guess is I am going to be the only Wolves fan besides the owner watching the match. But we're going to go to the pub and watch it together uh, noon on Monday. So we're very excited for that. That should be a great match. Uh, and... Then I think we are going directly into the studio. We are. To record directly after the match. We are. For our week two 
sum up and week three look ahead. So next Monday is huge. Next Monday is really huge. Uh, there's two other games that I find really interesting based on week one results that I think are worth watching this week. Um, the first one you mentioned earlier, and that's Leicester City hosting Chelsea. Um, Leicester City looked really good against Wolves. Um, I think they have Brendan Rodgers as their coach. Um, and I I mean, it just it'll be an interesting matchup. Is Chelsea as bad as they looked against Man U? Is, is Leicester City as good as they played against Wolves? Um, it'll just be, as we're starting to sort out the table and figure out where the teams stand, I think that'll be an interesting one. Uh, the other interesting match for me is Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace. Sheffield United was the only team to get a point, uh, newly promoted team to get a point, and Crystal Palace drew against Everton, who's supposed to be really strong. And so I think that's another match that'll kind of shake out the 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 table and start to help us get a feel for what the season's really going to look like. Yeah, I think that the, those two games kind of speak for themselves as far as like, it's kind of like the show me what you actually are. Yep. And I know we're still going to be early. I know it's still going to be just through two weeks, but you can kind of start to see. I mean, they don't play a ton of games in the EPL. Like, if you're used to baseball and they play 162, yeah, game two means nothing. But they play 38 games. Every point counts, and as every we saw point last counts. year. Yep. Um, so you really got to bring it every week here. And I think this really starts to kind of show us, okay, what, is, what does this new Sheffield team have? What, do, you know, what does Chelsea actually look like? So I'm excited for those matches as well. Yep. As always, thanks so much for listening to the Football Neophytes podcast. You can find us uh, on Twitter, on Instagram at Football Neophyte. That's Football Neophyte without the E. Uh, please subscribe, follow, rate us on iTunes, wherever you listen. Anything helps to get the word out. Yep, and we're going to be posting picks throughout the week and leading up to matches, so feel free to chime in on how dumb we are. Um, but please, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And for the true British football fans, feel free to correct us as much as you want. We are learning still. So thanks for joining the ride. Glazers out. Glazers out! Drexy, would you rather be the starting goaltender for Man United or sit on the bench for Wolves? Sit on the bench for Wolves. Oh, great answer, buddy.